that Charlie Baker clip in the newscast there, Lightning? Mm-hmm. Did you notice his tone? Have you heard that tone before? I think I might have a couple times. That's the I'm getting aggravated tone. <laughs> and what happens when Charlie gets aggravated? Period. Yeah, trouble happens, right? What happened that Period. day? Period. <laughs> so Snippy Charlie. Can we talk about coronavirus for a couple of minutes here? Go for it. 617-266-6868 is the phone number. I got a very simple question for you. Are we headed for lockdown 2.0? Yes. Oh, I haven't even asked or set up why I'm asking <laughs> that lightning. You've already said yes. I already see the writing on the wall. Well, I, number one, if Trump wins next week or whenever it's determined that the president wins based on the, these voting rules now, did you see uh, North Carolina gets to count the votes through November 12th? I did. November 12th? That's unreal. What is it, election month now? Seriously. Jeez. But regardless, let's leave that. Let's let that go. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. So Charlie Baker's got that tone. That's problematic. Yep. Obviously, cases are up in Massachusetts. You've been hearing about this for a while now. And... More and more towns, including the town I'm broadcasting from, the great Boxford, Massachusetts, is now in the red. And you've been hearing about red towns and all this sort of stuff. And now states are talking about travel bans or travel restrictions and quarantines are back, etc. And then, did you hear Fauci today, Lightning? I did. Quote, if things do not change... If they continue on the course we're on, there's going to be a whole lot of pain in this country with regard to additional cases and hospitalizations and deaths. We're on a very different trajectory. We're going in the wrong direction. Now you can hit that. <laughs> yeah, you. I yeah. So that's Fauci talking. Now, I'm not an anti-Fauci guy like a lot of you are, and I think Fauci's fine, and I think Fauci's been right about a lot of things here, including he has said all along there's going to be a second wave in the fall, late in the fall, and here we are late in the fall, and there's a second wave, at least in terms of cases, and he's sounding the alarm. Um, the question I have for you is, if we continue on the tr on the trajectory that Fauci's talking about, what is going to happen here? Because one thing you saw yesterday, for example, is you saw what happened in France, right? France is in lockdown 2.0. The only difference, the only upgrade from 1.0 to 2.0 in France Lightning is they're allowing schools to remain open. But otherwise, lockdown. So if we're on this trajectory that Fauci's talking about and that a lot of people are telling you, I told you this was coming, I told you this would happen, what is, what is going to happen? What are we going to do here in Massachusetts? What are we going to do here in New England? Are we going to go, look, we took our shot, now we're living with it, or are we going to pull back? And are we going to get restrictive again? And are things going to get a whole lot worse? 617-266-6868. I want to take some phone calls on this right now. Get your opinions. Are you nervous about, you know, with that good economic news today and with Massachusetts finally not being last in unemployment in the country, with things changing for the better on that front, are you nervous that that's going to get taken away again? Bob's in Boston. Bob, start us off on this one here on RKO. Hi, DB. How are you? 
Good, Bob. Um, BB, has, uh, have people stopped dying from other things? Um, like, let's just say drug overdose, alcohol, suicide. Um, what, what they're doing is they're saving people um, on, the, on the COVID front, but then they're driving people to drink. They're driving people down to methadone mile. They're driving people to kill themselves because they don't have a job. They can't pay their mortgage. They can't pay their rent. They can't pay their bills. So what are we, what, what are we trading off here? Where are those numbers, VB, too? We, I hear COVID every single day. But people stop dying from everything else? I don't understand it. Why do we have to continue? Why don't we put everything on the board instead of just putting COVID on the board? What, so, who's dying from what, and why are they dying? Bob, you are an excellent caller, number one, and this is a great way to start this because what I have been telling people for a while now, including you, let's take the schools, for example. One of the reasons why I am so pro-school, well, there's two main reasons why I'm pro-school. One is I don't believe the kids are at risk. And Charlie can tell us that kids are under 30 or at risk. What I know, Bob, is I live in the next town over from Merrimack College. Merrimack College had a huge outbreak. They had to shut a dorm down, then they went to lockdown for a while. But not one of those kids was in the hospital. Like, they, kids at that age... At a very high rate, like 99 out of 100, get it like they get the flu, and they get over it in a couple of days. This is what Trump was talking about with Barron. I found out he got it the next time I saw the doctor. He didn't have anything. It was like too fast before we could even do anything, and he was done with it. That's true of most kids. So, number one, I'm not that worried about my kids being at risk. Number two, what we now know, Bob, is, and it's this is indisputable, unlike the other, kids are getting fatter. Kids are getting lazier, and kids are getting despondent. And if you don't know about that, then you don't have kids. It's Kids aren't meant to be cooped up. And as we're getting colder, and like this week it's been raining all week, and now we got snow coming, kids got to stay in the same room or the same house for hours on end. And do you know what they're doing, Bob? They're just playing video games. And it is not healthy at all. And it's way more counterproductive than, hey, look, we know this thing's out there, but we know there are pre- preventative measures that we can take and that our kids are taking to do the best we can to deal with it. And I don't know why we would switch that, Bob. Based on what we know doing nothing does, you're going to have a you're going to have a generation of kids with lifetimes of problems as a result of, oh, yeah, but we had to stay inside. Baby, I am all about the vulnerable, the people in nursing homes, the elderly, the sick. Protect all of them, but let the rest of us roll the dice and get back to life. I could cross the street tomorrow and get hit by a car. I could go out and I can get sick or for some other reason. I could have diabetes tomorrow. But once again, we are living in a fragile society where people are not willing to live. You cannot live like this. We have to be able to make our own decisions whether I want to go back to work or not. Not somebody making that decision for me. That's the government that's doing that. That's wrong. I'll wear your mask. Let me get back to work. I'll wear my mask. Let me get back to playing hockey. I'll wear the mask. Let me go to the doctors. But once again, this is over the top, and we need to start to live again. Otherwise, 
the people that we're not saving are going to die, which are the people on suicide watch, the people that are doing drugs and alcohol because they're losing their lives. Well, there's a reason why alcohol sales are up, Bob, right? I can tell you because people are at home with nothing to do and they're drinking, and they're drinking a lot. I agree. You're an excellent call, Bob. Great job. Thank you. 617-266-6860. I I let him go long because he was making awesome points. And here's one to ponder. Lightning, I'll get your answer on the other side. Have you stocked up on stuff again? bracing for this because my wife did and i wonder if you have and have you heard the scare stories about toilet paper for example are you reloading because you know what's coming or you think you know what's coming 617-266-6868 more of your calls talking about coronavirus 2.0 here on rko it's bb in the middle i'm driving home and that song comes on the radio this is god's country and so it's stuck in my head my son reaches up when i put the york peppermint patties down on the counter and he goes to grab one and I give him one of those and say, those are mom's candy. Like, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just sang the song but changed God's country to mom's candy. And I'm like, I can't hear that song anymore. You should be arrested. It was awful. And my it. son looked at me like, oh, my God, it was pod dad. You said, this is mom's candy. Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Talking about coronavirus 2.0, is it coming? Is there going to be another lockdown? I'm not talking is coronavirus coming. I'm talking about big government, control-free government, helicopter governor, helicopter mayor, etc. Is that coming? Because it sure feels like it. Yesterday, by the way, Lightning, we found out while my daughter's soccer is still on, the school will not be having a ski club this year which my daughter is part of, and we would have been going to ski Bradford, which is a couple of the next town over. We're not doing it now because they're not having it. So that's the first thing for us that's been canceled, canceled. And I'm wondering if there is going to be more of this as we keep getting, this isn't looking good, this isn't looking good. And then today Fauci said we are on a really bad trajectory, and if things don't change, there's going to be a lot of pain. So are you worried about, Lockdown 2.0. Mike's in Middleborough. Mike, you're next here on RKO. Hi, VB. How you doing? Hey, Mike. Well, I'm surprised that Charlie still Charlie, Charlie Bacon's still governor. Uh, yeah. Can I stop listening to him? Probably in about March or April, somewhere around there, when he became irrelevant. You know, some he wants to spread fear and panic. Go ahead and spread fear and panic. I'm not going to panic. VB, I heard on Kuna's show this morning. You know how many people actually have died from just coronavirus? 9,210. 38,000 people die from car accidents a year. Yeah, know, what the average, know what the average age is of someone who's dying from coronavirus in Massachusetts? 85. Yeah. Look, I've heard you know it is nationally 79. Why are we doing this? Why are well, we letting first these of all, people but we're doing it because them. those people aren't irrelevant, right, Mike? I mean, yes, obviously we want to protect people and we want to help people and we don't want anybody dying. So that's why we're doing something. The question is how far do we go with this stuff and what steps are we willing to take and how much sacrifice are we willing to make, et cetera. I, I've never been in the camp that this isn't a threat to anybody that's – you know, not 80 or not 500 pounds, I think this can affect people in lots of ways. And I know enough people that have gotten it. And I know enough people who have lost loved ones that, look, it's not something to be trifled with. However, 
Mike, you know this full well. I've always been in favor or understood the comment that the British guy at the beginning of coronavirus made, which is that the purpose of living can't be to just be avoiding dying. And there has to be some sort of, look, we understand what is here, and hopefully we've learned some stuff over the last six, eight months. One of them would be that Regeneron does seem to help, uh, as was announced today. And, you know, we, we hear that vaccines are just around the corner. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. We'll see. But I think that we have seen that you can do things with it if you are smart about it. Let's take the case of Major League Baseball, Mike. It doesn't mean that nobody doesn't get sick again. But it means that you can have a season and you can deal with it and you're not going to kill everybody. It's just, it, it's insane what we're doing here. And the other guy, Bob, was right. Why are we quarantining everyone who's healthy because of the sick? Why can't we just quarantine the sick and the people that need our help? Isn't that the way it's supposed to be in life? You know, you take chances every single day. What kind of a life do you have when you live in your house and you hide and you do nothing? Is that a life? Is that really? Because to me, it's not. I'd rather take my chances. I'm so tired of this. I'm fed up with it. Why we're canceling the marathon six months before it even happens is absurd. Tony Fauci will be gone probably by the end of the year. He'll be fired, along with Christopher Ray and a couple other people, as if Trump wins, and he is going to win. And then we're going to be done with this, and it's going to change. This is ridiculous. Charlie has just been a chicken since day one, and he's still a chicken to this day. And it, it, it's absurd the damage he is doing to our state fiscally and, and to the people and our mentality. People live in fear now, and they're miserable. They're horrible. This has got to stop. It has to. Well, Mike, I appreciate the call. I don't agree with everything you said, but I understand where you're coming from totally. And, Lightning, this gets back to our previous conversation. One thing I don't love about the candy catapult, you know, on its own, I love it, but what I don't love is the bigger picture, that somehow we have to take these ridiculous steps to try and do the most basic thing. I mean, do you really believe that if I dump out a five-pound bag of candy into a bowl and then I put that bowl out, that that bowl is somehow going to become a super spreader of coronavirus? I don't believe that in any way. I do believe it's more likely if someone has to open a tube in order to get their candy and every kid goes up and touches that thing, you are at least as likely, if not more likely, to get sick And I don't think that's going to happen either, by the way, but doing it that way, and yet we're encouraging people to do these crazy things all in the interest of fun or wacky or, oh, hey, look at us. But it is subliminally reinforcing that this thing is unbelievably dangerous, and it is lurking right behind you at all times. I don't think it is on Halloween night. I don't. I think you're outside. I think you're keeping your distance, and I think you're going to be very, you have every reason to believe that you're going to be fine if you go trick-or-treating. Does it mean you're perfect? No, nothing ever does. You can slip and fall, you can get hit by a car, etc., etc. But I think if you are mildly reasonable about this, you should be good. And the idea that we got to make candy cannons is just nonsense. Chris is in the car. Chris, you're next on RKO. Oh, just, just caught me through the drive-thru. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I think I think the part of it is absolute panic. And I was listening yesterday, VB, and I will call her that old bitty that called in and said, "Oh, me and my five friends, one is retired, 
and she is, they're voting for Trump because of the way he's handled this. But she couldn't for one second say what he has done wrong or what he is what he has done right. Well, she, she just, did. In her defense, she did say, I gave her a lot of time because she's unusual. She did. I, Look, I, I, if somebody doesn't like Trump, I'm not going to argue with him. I think Trump gives you a lot of reasons to not like him. In their case, they nope. hate his, she hates his personal attacks on people. And I get that. Oh, right. No, I, I get that. My wife is the same way, but I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. I care about jobs and 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 the foreign wars ending and that that's my main focus i i just i don't care if he's a jerk i really don't it's all yeah, look, that's been a, that's the gamble that trump has always made i don't know if it's conscious or not but he's always been like if we can deliver on this other stuff the stuff people don't like about me they'll be fine with some people are some people aren't i get it if you don't like it but i'm with you and that a lot of what he does, I will turn a blind eye to it based on other things that have happened in the country. Right. Namely, ba- namely that it's not somebody else in power. That's why I voted for him in 16, and that's why I'm strongly but, considering doing it this time. Well, you better. I'll tell you right now, my brother and his wife have not been out of the house since March. And they're, pe- they're petrified because all they have on is CNN, and they see the death count. And the other guy's right. Who knows how many people have died of this? I don't. You know the unfortunate thing is, you can't believe anything anymore with the right. with the papers and the TV. You just can't. I, and even when Barry was in office, I, I, I didn't believe the job numbers. I I couldn't. I just I just. It's my nature to assume that they're both lying to me. You know. So I, I just we're in a real bad spot when you can't trust the news. We are. And, it's just, and I think it's that really so that's bad. one thing that hurts Trump, and that's why the, the woman yesterday said she wouldn't vote for him, because we're in a bad spot. And usually what happens when you're in a bad spot, the person at the top has to take the heat for it. That would be Trump. However, what Trump's got going for him is when you're in a bad spot, you also have to say, who's more likely to either get us out of the bad spot or not make the bad spot worse? And that's if where Biden I find myself. In, BB, if Biden gets in... I honestly believe it all goes away. All this and all we've turned the now we'll have turned the corner. If Trump gets in, it's never going away. They're going to scare us. I agree, and that's a it. that's another problem, which is that <laughs> if you think things are going to get better in terms of everything you don't like about the country right now, if he wins again, it clearly isn't. I think there's there's very God knows what the media is going to do going forward if he wins for starters. But I'm not just talking to media. I'm talking people in general. I mean, I think we all know people that have said, I can't even deal with this, but at least come 2020, it'll be over. If they got to do this for another four years, I'm not sure a lot of people are going to be able to do it. And that's very worrisome. However, I can't vote based off of that and say, well, I'm so scared of that. I'm not going to do it. I mean, that that's crazy. I'm more worried about, I am very worried about what would happen if Biden gets in and what crazy, stupid things this country would be doing. And I start with the Green New Deal, and I want no part of that. It's an unbelievable to me that supposedly reasonable people think that any of that is a good idea. And so therein lies my quandary. 617-266-6868. Chris, thanks for the call. Let's get a quick check of the news. 60 seconds. More of your calls. Coronavirus. Are you worried about a coronavirus 2.0 lockdown? Because there is a lot of hints about it. We'll talk uh, talk to you on the other side right here on RKO. If you do win an award tonight, 
Don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and So... It's already three hours long. Right, let's do the first award. The first award. I don't... Lightning, you can play that in... Never. Yes, 2046 when we're still doing this show, and it will make me smile. It's great. It just will. It was great. Just the way he delivered that to that audience, all staring at him, blank face, not knowing what to do with themselves. It was brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> And it is aging well, is yes, what I'm telling you. It it's is. just so true. Good. Hour number three of VB in the middle on AM 680 WRKO. There's a number of things I hope to get to in this hour, uh, including Lightning's favorite couple. Favorite Massachusetts couple, anyway. I would assume you and your husband are your favorite New Hampshire couple, but you now have a favorite Massachusetts couple, and it's not me and my wife. Uh, but first, we're talking about coronavirus and Coronavirus 2.0, Fauci said today that we are on a really bad trajectory and there is going to be a lot of pain unless we change it. Now, what does change it mean? Like, what could we do differently? I, the only thing that they've done before when they've gotten worried is they've shut her down. And don't you feel like they're walking towards that lever right now? Lightning, you just saw one of the great movies of all time. This is Frankenstein at the lever. And Dr. Frankenstein saying, don't you pull that. But he's thinking about it because they're nervous. Have you? One of the things that's going on, by the way, is I. there's that old line about if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with something else. I'm looking at a chart right now, Lightning, that's supposed to explain to me how. I'll read you the tweet that the chart comes from first. Rhode Islanders between the ages of 30 and 40 have become the clear front runner when it comes to new infections of the coronavirus. And then they show this chart. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 different charts are in this thing. Within each chart of the 12 lightning, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's 13 graphs in each of the 12 charts. They're on two different lines, and each each of the two sections has six different layers. I can't read the thing. I don't know what it means. What they're telling me it means is that people between 30 and 40 are the reason for the spike in Rhode Island, but I have no idea if that chart backs it up or not because I can't read the darned chart also people that are 30 to 40 may be getting it in rhode island but are people that are 30 to 40 are they going to the hospital i, I mean are they dying obviously it would be an issue and and what is their rate of spread i thought i thought rhode island was one of these leading tracker states one of the things that's got me on all this lightning and then we'll get back to the calls is massachusetts was one we were big on contact tracing. In fact, that was a model that the feds were going to use for a while because they were talking about Massachusetts. How is it we're having all these spikes? And how is it that we're no better than we were six months ago if we took all these proactive steps and then we're here? There's only two answers for that. One is, look, this thing's a whole lot more dangerous than we realized. It can't be that because you told us it was so dangerous we had to lock everything down. The other thing is that, that we suck at this. And I bet that's what they think. But we've all done our part. 99% of us have done our part. 
and yet we're still having this problem. So is what we did the first time not effective? And if it wasn't, then why are we going to do it again? 617-266-6868. Back to the phones. Bill's in Danvers. Bill, you're next on RKO. Bill, you there? Going once, Bill? Going twice, Bill. Bill's gone. Ernie is in the truck. Ernie, you're next with VB in the middle. Hey, VB, you're great. Hey, uh, I think everybody's misreading the New Green Deal. It's their route to controlling all the energy. It's a cash cow that they can't get away from. If they nationalize that, they'll nationalize uh, transportation, everything they can get their hands on, just like a socialist country. Yeah, I'm not sure people are missing that. I mean, Jack Nicholas himself, the guy that's taken so much crap today for having said he voted for Trump, the reason he said at the end is, I don't believe in socialism and I don't like the socialist trend in the country right now, and I wouldn't vote for that. I, I think people are picking up on it. I don't know to what level it's going to be controlled and how long that would take, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I just think, think it's cockamamie that... They, when they first launched the thing, they were throwing out stuff about cows farting and there's not going to be any planes. And now they're like, ah, we, we never said that or we never meant that or this is a work in progress. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. You don't. And the idea that people are going to willingly give up their cars is nonsense, that they're not going to do air travel, or that you're somehow going to have solar planes. Wake up and smarten up. That stuff's not happening. Right, because they lose the money when they control it. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I just, this idea that they're going to somehow revolutionize transportation, travel, the way we heat our houses, all of this sort of stuff, and that the government is going to be the ones driving that bus, and somehow that's going to be good for us. What thing does the government run that's ever turned out good for you in the long run, never mind in the short run? But the Green New Deal somehow is going to be that thing. It's going to be awesome. It's just, it's crazy. Everybody know. I think everybody knows it, Ernie. I just think that Somehow, some way, people are like, either it didn't, you know, it's not going to happen, it's going to go away, or we're just hoping that it's just talk, and they're going to do like one-tenth of what it is they're talking about. I don't think people like AOC, though, I don't think it's just talk. I think they genuinely believe this nuttiness, and that should scare the bejesus out of people. I appreciate the call, Ernie. We'll talk about the Green New Deal a little more in depth as things, believe me. If November 3rd goes a different way, we'll be talking about it a whole lot more. Patricia's in Tewksbury. Patricia, you're next on RKO. Hi, VB. I've been listening to your uh, previous callers, and I agree with everything they have to say. And why we are still listening to Dr. Fauci is what annoys me the most. On January 21st, Dr. Fauci came out and told the American public there was very, very low risk to this virus to the United States. Then he went on 60 Minutes, and he said, you don't need to be wearing masks. They do no good. And Scott Pelley said to him, are you sure you want to make that statement? Yes, I do. They're just, they're, they make people feel better, but they don't stop the virus. And then he told us that China was being transparent, and he commended them for how they were trying to help the world with this. And then in April, he rescinded that remark and said, no, they were hiding information. So why are we still listening to him? I don't know. Back in 1980, a doctor named D.A. Henderson made medical history by finding a cure for smallpox. That doctor 
and the group who helped him from Johns Hopkins University put out a long medical report and said, the last thing you do during a pandemic is to lock people down because the results of that are far more damaging than stopping the spread of any virus. It's a very long statement, but it's a lot of food for thought. And it was during that time that George Bush, who inherited the idea from Bill Clinton, who started the American National Stockpile of Medical Supplies, took it over from Bill Clinton because they were smart. They were reading up on the pandemic of 1918 and decided, we better do something because we better be prepared. They prepared a national stockpile. It was filled with everything. When Obama had H1N1, he depleted it. And that's why President Trump keeps saying, I was left with nothing. Okay, so there's a ton to digest there, Patricia, but I'll go over a, a couple ton. of points. So it's let's start with Fauci. Fauci has far been right detailed. on some things. Fauci has been wrong about some things. Everyone's going to decide for themselves what they think about people. Redfield's the one, the CDC director, that I think has been ridiculously ineffective. Yes. And he's the one that bothers me much more than Fauci. I think on the whole, and I know a lot of you don't like when I say this, but on the whole, I think Fauci has been on it. Also, I think we like look to demand perfection from these people, but viruses are very hard to read. They're very hard to read early on in particular, and they mutate, they change, and things aren't always, you know, from February to March and March to April and then April to May, things aren't always the same. So comments that were made before and after, et cetera, et cetera, aren't great. Trump said an awful lot of stuff about this virus that has been awful. He's also done some things that have been good. And so uh, you got to judge things on the whole. I'm okay with Fauci. I am. I know people love to hate him. I'm okay with him. The thing on 1918, I'll tell you, is I think everybody acts like they're experts on the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu was the Spanish flu. There are some things we can learn from it, but the Spanish flu doesn't tell you everything. And what was right for the Spanish flu or what was wrong for the Spanish flu may or may not apply here. I think a lot of it does, but we don't know that definitively for starters. All of it ends with, I'll end it with this, Patricia, because lightning's yelling me to break. I'm with you on lockdowns. I, I have always thought that lockdowns were a bad idea. I thought it was actually an interesting social experiment to do it in the short run. But I always thought that the short run was going to be about a month. I didn't realize it was going to be a year. And, I, you know... I just think this gets to the world we're in, you know, this lawnmower parents or helicopter parents. I think that's crept into government now where we just think that if we control everything and we get obstacles out of people's way and we tell them that we'll take care of it for them, maybe we can take care of it for them. And that's an awful thought. At some point, you got to let your kids leave the nest. And at some point as a government, you got to let people live. And that's the thing we're struggling with right now as a country. I appreciate the call, Patricia. 617-266-6868. More of your calls are you worried about lockdown 2.0. It's VB in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. That wasn't an epic fail. It was a grande fail is what you're telling me. First of all, it would be a vente fail. Let's just stop while you're ahead. Okay. Let's just continue. That's why on. I don't like Starbucks. I don't. There's secret knocks. There's secret codes. <laughs> there's body language that needs to be read. All I wanted was a cup with Pennywise on it that said it Frappuccino. I got none of that, and I got to put up with crap from you guys. When I was being cool, I was being cool. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman. 
WBB. Lightning, you watching this Trump rally in Florida right now? I'm not currently watching. Take a look at the TV. You should, because there's two things going on there. You'll notice it. You got it? Tell me what you notice right off the bat. I don't know. I'm looking for the controller. Hold on. Come on. Who's got it there? Dave, Doug, Steve, Phil? Who's got it? What are you watching, Fox? Yeah. We're we're, we're getting there. Hold on. (laughs) It'll be worth it for you. I don't see it. I don't see it. It's currently playing right now. There's no delay for me, right? That studio should always have Fox on. I know. Some sometimes these these devious, uh, you know, there's two things going on right over his left shoulder. Things. There's a guy sitting there in the crowd who's wearing a Trump wig, and really? you just can't. T- Trump's got the "Make America Great" hat on because it's a bit breezy down there. Mm. But the guy behind him has the. I don't know if it's a wig or it's his real hair, but it looks like Trump's hair, and I can't stop looking at the guy. It's funny. What's not that funny, actually, is there's a woman in front of that guy. She's got, like, an American flag top on. It's like a string T-shirt top. It's not a bikini, I don't think. She's got blonde hair, whatever. And she's got a homemade Tampa Loves Melania sign. Really? And it was kind of funny and kind of quirky and kind of unique the first time. But during the break, she stood up, like, 15 times and waved that sign. And it gets real annoying real quick. I can't see it because don't, we don't have the rally in here, but uh, <laughs> I'll have to check that out later and take your word for it. I did notice, however, in the uh, most In other words, if people rallies, aren't noticing this, Lightning has lost the remote in a room I, that is like No, six we have six. it. It's weird. We have it on Fox <laughs> News, BB. There's some weird technical things going on you in the studio. You can't have it on Fox News. I'm, I'm telling you, right it's on it. Fox News. It's 121 Central Time. Trump holds rally in Battleground, Florida. We're looking Biden at all these soon. ads. Yeah, you got something weird. Something, got I'm telling you, something there. weird is going on with the technical stuff here in the studio. Well, anyway. <laughs> one thing he's not talking about is another coronavirus lockdown, especially in Florida, I can assure you. However, a whole lot of other people are hinting at it. Marty Walsh, the mayor of Boston today, for example, had tweeted out, I want to remind everybody, you have to get tested. And they're actually, have you seen this lightning? I don't know that they're making stickers yet, but they look an awful lot like I voted stickers that says, I got the test with a red check mark in it. And it's, I'm starting to wonder, is this going to be the new thing that you got to brag about having getting tested for COVID? Because I don't need that at all. But that seems to be coming. And so the question is, how nervous are you about another lockdown or some sort of draconian steps by the government, whether it's on a city level, on a state level, or on the federal level? Fauci told us we're on a really bad trajectory. How concerned are you now that we're getting to November and cases, at least, are on the rise? Russ is in Boston. Russ, you're next here on RKO. First of all, beauty, I have to say this. From the beginning, I haven't liked Fauci at all because all he is is an alarmist. All I can do is... That is his job, right? Isn't that what uh, an epidemiologist does as a general rule? I think we lost Russ. I, I don't think Fauci is that much of an alarmist, actually. My gripe with Redfield, like I always want people to be specific on stuff, so my gripe with Redfield is I think he's a weather vane. 
I think he says whatever anyone has convinced him of and from one week to the next. Redfield has been much more hypocritical on masks than Fauci was, believe it or not. And you can, I, I've done this on Twitter. I've gone back and shown you how Redfield has changed its positions on these things. But Redfield is the guy, or at least the CDC is the place, that told you to shave your facial hair lightning. Do you remember that chart at the beginning? Facial hair was bad. Why? Because so many of us were going to end up on oxygen machines and the seal wouldn't make it properly. So they put out a guide as to what facial hair was appropriate and what facial hair wasn't in dealing with a pandemic. That was absurd and ludicrous. And that was one of the first things they did and that he signed off on. And that told me I had to take him with a grain of salt. And nothing he's done since has changed my mind on that. 617-266-6868. 617-266-6868. Paul is in Raynham. Paul, I haven't heard from you in a while. How you doing? I'm doing good, B. How you doing? Pretty good. Seems like, uh, listening for the last half hour, it seems like you may be uh, slipping. Um, you know, Not really. I don't know. I mean, I'm where, I all, I'm where I'm always at, which is I'm nervous about the government, and I'm nervous about the scare. I don't think this thing is nothing. But I also think we've taken our shot at it, and I don't know why we would do that again. Well, the thing is, is when you say, I don't think this is nothing, what is the threshold for nothing and what is the threshold for something? So if you're saying that it's something because a lot of people get it, then okay, I'll buy that. But if what you're saying is that it has a less fatality rate than, I don't know, a lot of things that we get regularly – Right. Um, and that we don't even shut down anything for, then I'd say no, that it makes it nothing. So so that's kind of a gray area there. Um, what I was surprised is earlier you were talking about that the reason you're considering voting for the president um, is how he handled COVID or what have you. Considering what are your options? Voting for Joe Biden, I mean, Kamala Harris? Because you know two seconds after he's elected, the 25th Amendment's going right into right into play. Um, because he's definitely not capable. He's not ready for prime time in any form. If he was working at this station, you guys would fire him in a minute because he can't do his job. He can't stand up and finish a sentence. If he was a caller, you guys would hang up on him. Um, That's so, true. That is true. That aside. On the other hand, Trump would have been banned from the station. I mean, he just would have. I mean, the he, thing, he I don't want to get too into it now, Paul. I'll talk about this more on Tuesday, but my one thing with Trump is I am more than a little bit concerned about what Trump will do when he doesn't have a re-election hanging over his head. And if you're not, I I don't think you understand the guy. Well, no, I think that's actually one of the strengths because I'd like to see, you know, what I'm personally, my biggest disappointment with this president and our government is we get a lot of people running around who aren't in prison who deserve to be. Because the side that we tend to fall on. But again, I'm not even talking about that. I don't think I don't think Trump is going to put any more people in prison in his second term than he has in his first term. What I'm worried about is, well, I don't want to get too into it now because, again, it's a discussion for Tuesday. But I'm wondering about how many people like Bill Barr, for example, are we going to start here? And oh, Bill Barr sucks, too. And everybody's going to go, yeah, he does suck. And it. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think Bill Barr is fantastic. I think Bill Barr has done a ton for the country. And just because Bill Barr on one thing on the unmasking investigation didn't do what Trump thinks was going to happen. Now people are willing to go, yeah, Bill Barr sucks. Well, I don't like that. And I don't like how I can see that coming more and more as the months tick by in a second term. 
the problem, obviously, Paul, is you have it, which is that what is my alternative? And I've told you, I'm much, as I said earlier, I'm obviously leaning towards Trump because the alternative, I think, is awful. And so I don't know how I would get convinced otherwise to go there, but I just haven't, like, locked it in 100% yet. All right, we'll talk more about that on Monday and Tuesday, obviously. Back to coronavirus calls when we return. 617-266-6868. It's VB. I'm going to see if I can get Lightning's cable situation straightened out during the break. It's WRKO. (laughs) Dueling rallies right now in Florida. Trump and Biden. Fox has switched to Biden. Smartly so, I would say, uh, because they're doing the fair. They're, we're going to be fair and balanced. So they're picking up the beginning of Biden. He just tried to make a thing. He's in Florida. So he's like, we all like the Miami Heat down here. And everybody goes, yeah. And it's, you know, old school. He's like, I'm from Sixers country. Sorry to tell you. And then he has nothing to say about the Miami Heat. He doesn't know anybody on the Heat's team. And you can see him struggling, and he goes, well, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns knows a thing or two because he lost a loved one to coronavirus. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't play for the Miami Heat. What is Carl Anthony what – is, what is Biden talking about? He just, it was weird. For what, and the crowd's sitting there like, where is he going with this? What is he – what is he doing? But there's Biden. And then he just coughed into his hand again. If, I don't know if your TV's fixed yet, Lightning, but if you're watching, yes, you would have seen I it. Yes, I see it. He, appre- he starts by saying, I applaud everyone here for wearing their masks. I appreciate your social distancing. I like that we're being smart about all this. And then he just coughed into his open hand because that's what Biden does. And that's one of the reasons why you go, this guy, really? 617-266-6868. Anyway, back to coronavirus. How worried about you are... How worried are you about all the stuff that people are telling you, people in power, about how bad this is getting and how much we got to get back after it? Declan's in New Hampshire. Declan, you're next on RKO. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Declan. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, where did the flu go? Did that? Did the flu just? Did the flu disappear? Like, there's nobody. No one. It's coming. Gets the flu anymore. No, it's coming. My town's got flu shots I mean, we, today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we've been uh, and like we've been wearing masks for for how long now? And now suddenly the the cases are spiking, even though we've been doing all the things that the government's been telling us to do. And now now the cases start to spike. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I look. I some people are laughing at you, Declan, and going, "Oh, Declan, I'm not. I'm with you." I. If what yeah. is the deal with masks? If I wear a mask, does it prevent me from getting sick? If it does, why am I as concerned about everybody else? As long as I take care of my business, right. yeah, I, I should, should be okay. Be, it should be your own choice. You should well, have your that's, own your own choice to wear. That's up to I mean, buyer beware, I guess. I don't mind the government strongly suggesting you wear it, but I also would like a little more clear guidance. Origin one of my arguments with uh Redfield, the CDC, is he said his original defensive masks were it's going to save your grandfather. It's going to keep people around you from being sick. It's not that it protects you, it protects them. Now he's the exact opposite. He held up the mask in front of Congress and said, this is the most proactive thing you can do for your health is wearing this mask. Well, if I can wear a mask, and if as a country... I don't know what the numbers would be, but let's say 50% of us now are wearing masks, 50% more are wearing masks than were six months ago. What, well, what is going on? Why are the numbers so much higher? Why are the cases so much higher? And exactly. why are people still getting sick when we're doing the things that we weren't doing originally? And that hasn't yeah, been ex- explained to me, Declan. Yeah. 
Yep. I think it's a fair point, and I think this is why you should be a little bit nervous because what happens when you don't know what to do, you tend to do things that don't make that much sense, but you do it because i got to do something. And people in power think they got to do something, and they. This was the this is the way that my Andrew Cuomo governs in New York. And if you haven't heard this yet, the View had him on today, and Sonny Austin said, "I don't think anybody knows how to deal with this better than you." And most of us went, but whatever. What Cuomo does is he he waves his hands a lot. He gives you a lot of stats and information, and he tells you about everything he's doing when all he's really doing is shutting you down. And obsessing on this one thing to get this one thing down, this one number down. And whether or not you think whatever else is going on in New York is healthy, is you got to try and sift through the weeds to find out, Declan. It's, it's all confusion. It's all like shining mirrors in your eyes so you can't quite see everything. And then you don't know where to get all the information and who you can trust other than VB in the middle. Right, yeah. I, all I know is if Biden gets in, we're going to be in a huge depression. I said that for you, like Lord only knows what else. Oh, that's we'll see. But yeah, I I think I knew where you were voting, and we'll talk more on uh, Monday and Tuesday <laughs> about the election specific. But I don't. If right. you look at Joe Biden and you think this guy has a firm grasp, this guy has a firm plan, this guy knows what he's doing. Declan, I will tell you what I will tell everybody, and it's not easy to find. Biden in March gave a speech that was on television stating what he thought should be done at that time for coronavirus. And the first thing he said was every major city in the country should be building not one, not two, not three, six, minimum of six field hospitals to deal with the overrun of patients that we were all going to have. I, Declan, you're up in New Hampshire. You know how many field hospitals they built? Zero. Do you know why? Because there was no hospital overruns, and they never were going to need them. Right. But he wanted every city in the country to do it. Think about how much that was going to cost. Think about how much manpower was going to go into that. And think about how absolutely unnecessary that was. But that's what his first thing, without even thinking, that's what, yes, we're doing this first, and then we'll get to other stuff. If that's your base point of operation you got a big problem biden's not the guy to fix this i mean in any way shape or form declan good call i appreciate it we'll talk again john's in quincy john you're next on rko hey bd how are you hey john hey bd i was thinking about the mask mandate think about this now they make us all put on math not that we haven't been wearing them since march but now they say hey you want to get rid of the mask take the shot Take the shot, we give you a sticker, you don't have to wear the mask no more. It's a way of mandating the shot to everybody. Anything? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that might happen. I, I we've talked about this a lot, John. Let's say that uh I'm, you know, pick your company, I guess, but let's say one of the Massachusetts companies. Let's I, let's say Moderna, just for ease sake. Let's say Moderna's thing comes they come out next week and they say, Boom, we got it. This is hundred percent effective. This is the virus the vaccine. I think you're on to something. I think that there is going to be a push in some places that you're going to have to wear something that says you got the vaccine. And I, you know, I we see the numbers 60 over 60% of the country says they don't want to be part of the first wave of, of getting the vaccine. So there is going to be this period of three months, six months, maybe a year of, some people are going to be made to feel like the bad guys because they're not participating in the way that others think they should. And it's just going to be the next level of shaming. 
You're one of them, Lightning. You're going to get shamed in that period. Pro- I can promise you. Hey, BB. I, yes, John. Just speaking for myself, no way in hell am I going to take a shot. I don't trust the government to take care of me at my age. Never mind. Force me to take a shot. I get that. I get it, John. I've told you I've always thought that the best case scenario is that we get something. It's what's with Lyme disease. I've had Lyme disease, and you know what happened when I got it? I went to the doctor. I had to take a series of pills for 20 days, and then I was cured of Lyme disease. I think an after-the-fact type of thing is much better than a proactive before-the-fact um, because I think the before-the-fact thing, that period is going to be real messy and real ugly. They're working on all different varieties of this and we'll see which one comes first and then we'll see who lines up to take it i don't know yet and it all de- what's crazy about it is it all depends who's the president biden isn't going to take it if trump's the president but if biden's the president you can rest assured he's going to take it and everybody else is going to take it too and that's that's just crazy it should be the same either way but of course it isn't i appreciate the call though john 617-266-6868 more on the other side and i'll be listening to biden during the break i'll let you know what else he has to say it's vb you're in the middle on rko it's vb in the middle if i can give a plug to the chieftain in north attleboro that'll probably be our first place the chieftain to go so what would yeah. be what's the thing you're gonna get when you go? Do you know? Do you have a staple there? I don't care. I just want somebody to serve me. I just don't want to anymore. <laughs> That's the line of the day right there, Kristen. I just want somebody to serve me. I don't care what I'm getting, but I'll tell you this. You're gonna bring it to me. Serve me. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Lightning, why did you make me watch this Biden thing during the break? Oh, yeah, it was me. Biden's at this rally in Florida, and at one point he says, you know, politics can be so mean these days. And I'm like, oh, this ought to be good. Do you know what he said right before he said politics can be so mean today, uh, these days? I wrote it down because it was absurd. He said, Social Security is going to be bankrupt by 2023 under this administration. Go home and tell your parents that. Yeah, politics can be mean, Joe. You're right, especially when you're the one doing it right before you tell us how mean it can be. Quick show of hands. Who thinks there's not going to be any Social Security by 2023? And who thinks you need to go tell your parents that? That would be real helpful. But that's what Joe said right before he said politics can be so mean. He then went on to say how Trump hasn't done anything to help democracy in Venezuela. Where is that on your card, Lightning, of uh, key issues as you decide who to vote for in 2020? But that's what he's pushing down there in Florida. Good luck. See how that goes. 617-266-6868. Talking about coronavirus. And are you getting worried that the government's about to do something draconian again? Wally's in Brockton. Wally, you're next on RKO. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Wally. Hey, how are you? Good. Okay. I just got a couple quick questions. It just seems kind of funny that uh, the coronavirus is now flaring up right around November 3rd, and it was quiet for a long period of time. And uh, I, I was wondering, uh, are they trying to scare everybody from the polls, from from uh, elections, to, to stop them from going into buildings? I'm just I, skeptical on this whole I thing. I can't imagine it's this is going to stop anybody from going, but maybe. I, You know, I, 
yeah. if you encourage people to vote early and you know that people have voted early and you have every reason to believe that those early voters are yours, well, then it might be a good idea to try and figure out a way to keep people from going on the day if those people aren't going to be your supporters. I agree. There, there's some small element of that, Wally. But overall, I do think that people like Fauci, for example, have said, look, we're going to be in this period for a while, and then in the summer months it may recede a little bit, but it's going to come back. I mean, they had always talked about a second wave, and that's what this is supposedly that we're in. So I can't say that it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe they, they, they can predict a second wave. It's like, uh, you you know, you can't. Can you predict a, a second, uh, a different kind of flu coming, coming you know? Well, they use it. I mean, that's coming from history because in 1918, that's what happened, for example. So if this is as close to Spanish flu as it does seem, that's what happened with Spanish flu. And unless you had something that could stop it, it was going to come back. It did then. And now it's here again, supposedly. I don't know if it's in the same manner or if we're just hearing numbers now that reinforce things and certain numbers are being pushed while other numbers aren't being pushed. That sort of play it you know it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point there may be some part of that but uh, as a general rule wally i think we all thought it was gonna be is there a certain element of the media pushing it heavy at this particular moment to keep people from the ballot maybe but if you think anybody that's going to vote for trump isn't going to go to the polls because of this i i don't think there's anything that could keep those those hardcores from going on uh, election day. So I think that's a failed idea, if that is the idea. I appreciate the call, Wally. Todd, Todd is in the car. Todd, you're next on RKO. Hey, VB, thanks for taking my call. Curiosity, when you were watching Biden on TV, did they pan back the camera and show the crowd at all, or no? <laughs> With the big white circles, they haven't. Although, as as you're at talking, Todd, he just pulled out a white sheet from, you know, a little three-by-five card from his pocket. I don't know what it's about, but every time he goes to that card, I'm always like, this is just silly. And he's got a, He always has some white card that he always carries with him, and it always has some different thing on it. Like, how many white cards does he have on him at any time? <laughs> I've, I've given up trying to figure him out. But anyways, I got a question, though, and no one has brought it up on your show or any other shows I listen to, and that is with all these restrictions that the government keeps putting on us and taking away our civil liberties, that no one... Why is it that none of these cases have been expedited to the Supreme Court so they can be settled now? I mean, about, like, the whole freedom of assembly for Thanksgiving? What right does the government have to tell me? So why we can obviously expedite cases to the Supreme Court. We did it back with Bush and Gore, and they got it the next day pretty much. Well, why can't we do that now? Because look at Pennsylvania. Look, I think it's a fair point, charge Shot the whole thing down. But why has that been moved forward? I agree. Also, well, part of it is because there's a bunch of things that are trying to be fast tracked. But the, the, what the Supreme Court just ruled, everyone's like, oh, Trump's losing all these cases. You know, Trump, they, they've been challenging counting ballots after November 3rd, and the Supreme Court just ruled against Trump, and everybody in the media did a victory lap on that. But what the Supreme Court said was, there's a pretty good chance we're going to strike down this whole concept, when we really take a good look at it, we just don't have the time right now, so we're going to say we're going to allow it this one time. Because the the whole thought process, Todd, is that the pandemic brings another level of jurisprudence to this. They could do it, I think, in that case pretty easily, and they would do it. There would be none of this if there wasn't a coronavirus. But coronavirus brings in another level, and there isn't exactly too much precedent for that. So that does take time, and the court doesn't want to be, 
you know, willy-nilly setting precedent that's going to use be used forevermore when they haven't thought it through. So that's why some of this stuff, even though I'm with you, it would be nice to go, hey, fellas, I'm going to need this in a week. Can you Can you rush this? They're not interested in doing that because of the precedent it's going to set. Well, the in Pennsylvania, I remember, it, they shot down all the – the government restrictions there. And the line that the, the judge used, which I really liked, he said, the Constitution does not recognize a new normal. I thought that I was agree. a great I, line. And I really, I should make T-shirts that say that. I'd make a fortune. I'll talk that to was you a Trump days. judge that said that. He was appointed by Trump. And I thought, okay, this is going to get fast-tracked to get shot down. But I said, they're going to have trouble shooting that down because he really did dot his I's and cross his T's in that case. And what he said was, I'll allow an emergency situation in in case of emergency for a very limited period of time that means for right now we have to do this because we're, we're dead if we don't but that period cannot go on for six months and that's a pretty damn good basis and so you get to thanksgiving for example which there's not a national ban on thanksgiving yet but what california is talking about well how long does gavin newsom get to tell you how you're going to live and how you're going to do certain things you can't have friends over for Thanksgiving, but the L.A. Dodgers can have huge gatherings out in the streets to the fans to celebrate the World Series win. Like, where's the where's the balance there? Where's the fairness? Where's the sense? That's what we're all asking in a lot of this. Where's the sense in any of this? Mikey's in Marshfield. Mikey, you're next on RKO. Well, the, the Dodgers generate a lot of tax revenues, arguably, right? So sure do. Let them do their thing, yeah. But regarding Biden and the Green New Deal, Joe, Uncle Joe's got a 67 Corvette in Hunter Green. No pun intended, it is. But uh, that's going to a museum if the Green New Deal goes through. Sure is. Or the the government's going to take it back, period, right? Like, you're not going to be allowed to have that thing. We gotta That's melt it. that, that makes... down or do something like that. No, there's all sorts of hypocrisy on this stuff. I, I it's just and, uh, and, and Hunter Biden is off limits from driving that. I'm quite certain these days. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been always the case. That's not a new policy. I don't know that he was ever giving him the keys, even though I Biden told Oprah yesterday that Hunter's the smartest man he knows. I then you don't know a lot of people, Joe. I, I, I you know, we're at. This happens every election season. You know, at some point somebody says, you know, we're, we're at the silly season. For a lot of this, it's been the whole time, though, because things like the Green New Deal is, like, legitimately being discussed. Biden's on stage saying cops should be shooting people in the leg. Now he's telling people that by 2023 there's not going to be any Social Security. Really? Really? But this is what happens, and we're... We're to the point where let's get this done already. Unfortunately, it's not going to get done anytime soon because they're going to drag this thing out. Again, North Carolina can count ballots until November 12th now. Nick's in Weymouth. Nick, you're next on RKO. Oh, I, I'll say what I'm going to say real quickly, but you just mentioned Social Security. I came from a corporation where we had several thousand people working overseas, paying no Social Security, doing American jobs. What it should be is a, a, a mini tariff, if you will, or a uh, on each a wage worker over there to the tune of maybe two, three thousand bucks a head to come to our Social Security. But here's why I called. Picture decimal point, four zeros and a nine. I've been checking uh, uh, in my spare time since I'm retired. I check the variation from day to day of the death rate using their statistics. What I want, and what in 60 days will be below 2% mortality rate. What I want to know is, Dr. Faustus, when's he going to tell us? What the acceptable mortality rate is for the for the COVID nineteen? This I have never heard. 
Well, because that's the million-dollar question, right, Nick? I've told you this. This was the issue with schools reopening, and it's the issue. How much are you willing to live with? I, one thing that happens here is, like, Biden would tell you that nobody would have died if Biden was in real. But you know that's nonsense. So then how much are you willing to accept in order to have other people do things? And nobody ever wants to put a number on that because then you're pro that many people dying. But that's the reality of this. If we were being honest, you would weigh in on that, but nobody would ever do it because that's the end of their political life if they did. Good calls, good conversation. Appreciate it. Howie Carr Show's coming up next. He's got much more on Trump and Biden. I will see you tomorrow at noon right back here in the middle. VB in the middle. WRKL.